The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Everybody has a junk drawer. A high schooler misses a season because she played for Team USA, and robocalls seem to be on the rise. The guys talk about classic bowl games, being the second best, and more this week on Just Press Play. The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman. <laughs> you like apples? Alrighty, welcome back. We got the guys with us, LJ and Pops. Another episode of JPP. What What's up, what guys? Up? Good evening. Man, all the way from Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen. Finally made it home. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is back in their own homes. Their it was fun to home. record. It was fun to record all in the same roof and, and be be with each other. And yeah. shout out to Benji for jumping on with us. But it is nice yeah, to kind of guest, be, a guest. be yeah, back in my own bed. Guest. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he brought a level of intellect this show doesn't normally <laughs> yeah, have. Definitely, so. <laughs> definitely raised the bar as far as intellectual yeah. uh, content. <laughs> Yeah, back to just little old us now. <laughs> yeah, bear, bear with yeah, us. Get out uh, your Wikipedia. Someone fact check us. Uh... <laughs> but we are recording this as of Sunday night. It's about uh, seven thirty, and the wild card round is now over. We're gonna we're gonna dive deeper into it a little later this week. With Uncle Tony's gonna join us, and we're gonna really kind of react to some of the wild card and look into the divisional round. But Let's go ahead and mm-hmm. talk real quick. The Cowboys, the Clapper and the Cowboys found a way to win another one. They tried they tried to lose it at the end. Yeah, they did. They sure tried to give it away, but how about them Cowboys? <laughs> but how about them? So now I, y'all y'all the, the listener can't see it, but uh y'all can see it on the pod. The mustache has to stay at least another 7 days. Yep. This this ridiculous looking stash. <laughs> now I've got to find a way so after the Cowboys won, I thought I need to now since this this mustache is staying a little longer. I was like, I got to find a way to to style this bad boy. So I threw on <laughs> old Tombstone and saw old Val Kilmer with Doc Holliday. <laughs> I saw what they were. By the way, right. just one time, shout out to the guys on Tombstone. All those guys have some badass mustaches. I could only dream <laughs> of having one yeah. like Kurt Russell yeah. and Val Kilmer. And, and yeah, and then yeah. for sure. But, to to the game, I wanted to ask you, Dad. Uh, what what stood out to you? Just your your overall, like when when you turned the channel, went to bed. What did you think about the Cowboys game? About them winning? Uh, they tried to give it away. Um, I thought well, that typical there Cowboys. was yes, typical Cowboys. Um, trying to remember, I think there was some really poor clock management at the end. Again, typical Cowboys. Um, I saw some poor clock management all throughout the wild card round. It was just baffling. Uh, the guys not knowing when to get out of bounds and timeouts when you shouldn't. It was. I think we need to dive a little deeper in that. Maybe you know in the next will. one. Um, 
what was it? I had something else on the game, but uh, I mean, hell, we won. I mean, I couldn't believe it. We, I really, I yeah. think it, here it was what it was. Zeke, Zeke was the best player on the field, and I think Dak played serviceably, but I really thought Seattle would take Zeke away, and either they didn't or couldn't. I, and you know, that was the difference. This is wild, and I never thought this sentence would come out of my mouth. But Jason Garrett, as bad as he was, he outcoached Pete Carroll and Seahawks. They. They called it. With having Russell Wilson at quarterback, it looked like they made Russell Wilson play with handcuffs on or something because they just wouldn't let him throw the ball. (laughs) It was I didn't understand it. I know running's how they got there, but they had the best quarterback on the field, and it was odd when they did throw it down the field. It looked really good as a Cowboys (laughs) fan. I was I was I was upset every time he dropped back, and every time they handed off against that really good that Dallas can say this. They do have a a stout defense between Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. And I know we've talked about this all throughout the year. Defense was fantastic. The defense is good. Ezekiel Elliott's good. Dak is good enough, I think. But I'm always worried he's he's at one turnover away. And then we had – Did did you know know Dallas was the only home team to win wild card? Well, that's what I wanted to bring up. The game that really shocked me the most, and I just wanted to briefly bring it up, was the – that Texans Colts game, I do think the Colts were good. And for any of the listeners, I, I bought them a while back on. That's probably the, the 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 one successful thing I had, or at least the most successful thing I had <laughs> was the Colts picking them at one and five. But they, I, I thought they were that good. But man, the Texans looked like they were out coached, out class. They just looked like they weren't. They didn't belong. Yeah, they were down twenty one nothing when you blinked your eye. Did y'all have any issue? Yeah. I was going to ask you, Dad. Because I know we were texting throughout the game, you said you were watching. But did you have any issue? It was a twenty-one donut, and every time Deshaun Watson would get a first down, he would signal first down. He would pull the Cam Newton thing, and I kind of thought I could see I could see pops on his Cam Newton stuff. You know, not not liking that too much. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I think if he would have done it maybe once, but he did it multiple times while he every threw time down. he got a first down. Yeah, every time twenty-one to nothing. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, dude, put some points on the board first. I, yeah, it did. It did stick out to me a yeah. little bit, and I like Deshaun Watson, and I don't mind somebody mm-hmm. saying first down, damn it. But when you're behind twenty-one nothing, show me something more than just a first down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I hear you on that. I do think, boy, the Colts look like there's some there's some uh, years to come for them. With uh, Luck, looks like he's the guy that we remember before that shoulder in, like fell apart, and then all of a sudden. Like just a couple of years ago, we were talking about how that GM, like they they did a terrible job drafting, and luck had no one around him. Now all of a sudden, there's rookie all pros all over the field. Like it's just yep. that rebuild happened fast, and it looks good now. Yeah, I yeah. do want to bring up to LJ uh, the 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 Chicago. Oh, you already mentioned he's recording this from Chicago. <laughs> we just got done watching the old double doink special from Cody Parkey. Oh, uh, I I don't know what to what to think from Chicago. It's definitely a disappointing season, but. I mean, they did lose to the defending champs. What'd you think, El? Well, I mean, yeah, you put it in that context, it's a disappointing season. I think of what Chicago had last year. And so you got to kind of say it was a success. But yeah, this was very disappointing. I I definitely has been, I've been saying for three, four weeks that I see them in the Super Bowl. And that's clearly false, like just a monster. I've also been saying that the Eagles are not a good team that don't deserve to be in the playoffs. So I'm just as wrong as can be. Um, but I do want to say that, do you remember, I think it was like DJ Steve Porter or something like that that made the uh, Allen Iverson like that, remixes yeah, yeah, and stuff? Yeah, I think that's his remix. name. I'll have to look it up. But yeah, yeah, yeah he made it, a couple of it. those. Um, so what I want is I want this man to come out of retirement and make a, a remix of the Cody Parkey donks from this year because <laughs> I think there's a song to be made. Those three that he had in that one game, 
had yep. such a clear sound. I loved it. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone's as good as Cody Parkey at, at kicking the ball and hitting the upright. Like he is good yeah. at it. Could you imagine how tight not, you have to, it doesn't like, help his job? Yeah, it target. doesn't help his job whatsoever, but he is good well, at it. He just showed out today and hit two at one kick. I mean, he's just like, that's watch just this. Hold my beer. Yeah, watch think, this. You think I'm going to hit in the crossbar? Watch this shit. <laughs> Hold my beer is what he said. Uh, it was. It did seem like a disappointing year, but then there were some bright spots. I kind of thought. Mitchell Trubisky, he did the thing. I've kind of seen him all year where there's times where he looks like a, like he's a backup quarterback that for some reason is starting. And then every now and then he'll make beautiful throws while on the run, creating time. There's, I think there's some potential there. He's got a lot to work out, but I hey, just, if, you, every you position, you never know what you're getting from him. If you would have told the Bears at the beginning of the season, you can go to the, a playoff game and come within two doinks of, of, of winning it <laughs> with, with, with a first year head coach, right? A second year quarterback. Uh, didn't even have Khalil Mack. Really, you know, we didn't know a lot of those names on the defense before this year. I didn't really keep I up think, with any of them. I think they would have said, where do we sign up? I think they yeah. should be oh, happy definitely. with this year. And so, I, do, well, I think uh, – I don't know if you got to see – I know LJ's talked about it all year, but how important Eddie Jackson is to that team. And I don't – I know he yeah. dressed out, but he didn't play much because that ankle injury. Right. They had the backup right. playing. So, and that's a huge part of that back end of the defense. Yeah. Well, and, and there's not a much better city – it's saying, well, we'll get them next year because this is a city that survived the Cubs drought. So uh, you'll, we'll see what happens. But I, there's a, they're really good at saying, well, we sucked. We didn't deserve it. But then also saying, but next year we're going to be the best team in the league. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I would say that this is a successful year, just a really rough ending. So, you know, and I will uh, a little tease on to the next week. We talked when we talked to Cowboys, we kind of talked about Dak and how uh, he, he does just enough. And, and we kind of poo pooed him a little bit. I have some interesting Dak stats to throw out to you guys next Dax time we stats. record. Dak stats. Yeah, I, I should find a drop for that. But there is yeah. some interesting stats that maybe he's a little, like we underrate him a little bit, like Cowboys fans in general. But we'll, no, we'll get to that an underrated week. Cowboys wanna, quarterback that Kevin wants to whine about. Oh, the, real quick. But speaking of Cowboys quarterbacks, you just brought it up. Did y'all realize the conundrum it was hearing Tony Romo talk about how the veteran Joe Flacco should get in for the young quarterback who was struggling in that playoff game? It was it was wild. You could hear as Tony Romo was sitting there saying, calling for Joe Flacco. I could just see Dak and Romo when he's sitting there on the sideline. It was it was really interesting. interesting I didn't see. get to hear the game, so that's that's a cool <laughs> note. Well, that 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 is one question I want to address maybe on our next podcast. But do you think Harbaugh uh, for not playing Joe caught any Flacco? God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Off football. Let's save it. <laughs> Boy, Dad, that was a uh, a real singer there. <laughs> he, so he so just for the listener at home, I don't think I don't know if you could tell, but he was he thought he was going to save that for our later podcast later this week but he just he couldn't help couldn't himself. Make it. He got all giddy. As soon as oh. someone said Flacco, he just his ears perked up and he was all excited. Well, he's red right now. He can't breathe. He's laughing so hard. Oh, will he catch oh, some Flacco? Good lord. Oh, I apologize right. to the so. world for that one. <laughs> We got the comedian Lippard here on the mic. Speaking of pros, I watched a game on Friday night. I watched a rerun of a game that was the 14th year anniversary of the 2006 Rose Bowl. I think 14. Oh, yeah. Be right. 
13 or 14. I don't, my math's pretty bad. But 2006 Rose Bowl, and it was January 4th, and and uh, that was against Texas USC. I'm sure I don't need to say that to anyone. Probably. Most people listening to us already know that game. I wanted to bring it up to you guys, one, just because did you guys know that there were 50 different pro players on that on those rosters Whoa, combined? No. 50. Wow. And some of those wow. are going to be like backups that later became pros, but 50 players on that roster went on to play in the NFL. Wow. That just blew my mind. But – What's more interesting is clearly the big names like the Liner, Bush, Vince Young guys, they're no longer playing, and they kind of didn't quite have the career we thought they would. But only five guys from that roster remain in the NFL today, and only two of them are starters. Do you think you guys can name the two starters? No. No. One. Could you name one of them? I mean, no. I don't uh, think so. uh -uh. One of them is Ryan – one of them's Ryan Khalil, the center for the Panthers, who's been like a okay. Pro Bowl center yeah. for many years, yep. and the yeah. other is Brian Arakpo for the Titans. Okay, uh-huh. he's still he's okay. still getting it. Interestingly, the other three are not guys that you would know. They're they're not starters. There's Frosty Rucker from USC. He's played for the Raiders this year. He was kind of cut and bounced around. Then there was Colt McCoy for the Redskins, the backup quarterback for the Texans. Yeah, and you got a game in. Mark Sanchez for the Redskins, the backup quarterback <laughs> wow, of the, Red, of the, wow. the USC. Wow, what a reunion. <laughs> Who would have thought the backup quarterbacks for that from that uh, game would be the, the longer NFL players? <laughs> yeah. Hey, do, do, you think, um, is, do you think Arakpo is really making cupcakes with that other guy? LJ, it was either LJ or dad. One, I think it was dad. Dad questioned whether that was true or not. I, I think that's 100% of business. I think LJ looked it up. Well, no, yeah. I, I'm questioning now for the first time, I think. is I don't think I've asked that before. So you're uh, well, wondering, somebody, you're wondering if somebody. they have a business or you're wondering yeah, if they actually make the cupcakes? Are they, they satirizing? Or is it just a satire or do they really have a cupcake business that they invest I in? Think they I think they legitimately are passionate about making cupcakes. I think LJ looked cupcakes. it up and saw like, yeah. And I think Michael, okay. I think Michael Griffin was being 100% serious when he says, don't eat the profits to Brian Arakpo, because that's an NFL linebacker in <laughs> <Yeah>. cupcakes. <laughs> I wanted to, but about that game that was interesting to me, I think that was, for me, back in 20, 2006, I guess, how old would I have been? 14, about 11 years old, I think. Something like that. I probably just turned 11. That was the first Instant classic game. Like, first game I've watched, I was watching yeah. and thought, I think I'm watching the best game I've ever seen ever. Like, this yeah. is it. Yeah. And still to this day, it's probably uh, my, uh, at least I would say the best college football game I've ever seen, maybe up there with the Boise State, Oklahoma. There was a couple was, of yeah. Alabama championship games in there. But do y'all think, uh, LJ, do you remember, was that the first game you really remember being a classic or you, you've watched more than I have? I mean, shoot, you watched I mean, Broncos win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I was about to say that's the I, I really came into being a football fan the year that the Broncos won their first Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I remember that pretty well. Uh, but as far as college goes, I mean, that was Jesus. Like I, I was just sitting there, I think. And and we've kind of talked about how faulty memory is. And we talked about uh, Malcolm Gladwell had this thing sure. about, you know, asking people at 9-11 where they were and how it changes. But I distinctly remember being at huge Longhorn fans house, John Payne. We watched the game while we were doing, I Shout think, out science to homework. Yep. And so me and Doc Payne and a couple other people were watching that game. And by the end, me and him were just watching the game. We did not care about this science homework anymore. It was <laughs> mind-blowing, that <laughs> yeah. one. So it was a good time. Um, I, but I put it up there with the Boise State was going to be my thought. I think once Boise yeah. State happened at that time, I think that was my favorite game to have ever been played because it was just 
so off the wall, so much fun, so tricky. Like and it Vince was Young it was plays him, like you've like, never seen before. Like yeah, Vince yeah. Young just put the team on his back, but that Boise was like yeah. the hook and ladder and yeah, and the Statue of Liberty yeah. was stuff. At least I know for me and LJ had probably never seen a play like that in yeah. their life. Like, what is this? This is awesome. Statue of Liberty was something I'd heard about. They mentioned it in Little Giants, I think. And that's my only experience <laughs> yeah. with that concept right. of a play. So it was mind-blowing to see done in a, in a high level. You know, honestly, that was the first time I ever saw live a Statue of Liberty play. I mean, I'd seen some film, and I knew yeah. what it was. But I'd never seen it live in a real game until that game wow. that I guess we saw it. Perhaps together. I don't remember where we all I were. I think I watched it in your living room, yeah. I'm I pretty sure. Maybe. Well, I was going to yeah. ask you, and it's interesting that LJ brought it up because I was going to mention the, the Malcolm Gladwell thing about remembering where you were and how it changes and stuff. Do you remember where we were during the 06 Rose Bowl, Dad? I, I know LJ remembered he was watching it with John Payne, but do you remember where you were? I mean, I think I was at my living room over on Monroe Street is where I would guess. That's that's I'm pretty sure that's where because I remember that game being the first time where you allowed me to like because I was pretty young still at the time and every now and then I could maybe stay up for a late game but I'd have to really yeah. like annoy the shit out of dad <laughs> to, to get it or just break the rules and watch it in my room but that game I was like like t- like I don't remember what time it was nine o'clock whatever time bedtime was at the time like rolled around and dad had mentioned bed and I kind of looked up and I was like can I stay up for the game and he's like yeah. Definitely. <laughs> like it wasn't even a question. And I yeah, laid on was, the floor watching it, that game. It was a great game. And I think I think you more than any you were kind of into Vince Young. You you liked Vince yeah. Young. He made me oh, yeah. I, I like my, my heart wanted to hate Texas, but I loved watching Vince you Young. Loved it was watching so Vince Young. So yeah. Yeah. I think we watched in Monroe over. I remember Monroe. laying on the floor in Monroe watching that game. It was I to this day it's it's probably most enjoyable. Until I see the Cowboys win a Super Bowl, which probably won't happen in my lifetime. But uh, that was that was as an enjoyable game as I've I've gotten to see. It was fun. We mentioned Vince Young. Speaking of quarterbacks, there was interesting, and we had we'd kind of texted around a little bit about it. But uh, interesting tidbit came out about Aaron Rodgers over the week, over the past week, where Mercedes Lewis, a tight end who had played for, it seems like a ton of tight ends have played for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They just come in and out of there and no, don't really last. But Mercedes Lewis was asked about uh, Rodgers and McCarthy in that relationship, and he told a story. I'll put, we'll post the the tweet to our uh, show notes if anyone wants to watch the full thing. But basically, he he remembered a play where McCarthy, someone told Rodgers what the play was in his ear, and Rodgers kind of heard it, and basically just said nope, and just told everyone their route, like you run this, you run this, you run this, and they broke. And it kind of goes to what we talked about that maybe. Aaron Rodgers is like I don't know how great of a coach McCarthy is, but Aaron Rodgers might be a pain in the ass to coach if he's just not listening he might to be. you. He that I well, would be annoyed. I will tell you this: if the head coach and the quarterback are on different pages like that, you're in trouble. That, one of them's got whatever go. reason. One of them's got to go. One of them's got to go. It's and like we talked you know about. It's with, not going to be Aaron. It's Rogers, not going to be the most so, talented I mean, quarterback, maybe in the NFL. Maybe yeah, yeah. It won't be him. Well, yeah, for sure. It's like we talked about when we talked about Hugh Jackson and who's the GM there in Cleveland, not agreeing. When you've got right. a situation John where Dorsey. when John yeah. Dorsey, when you got a situation where the two shot callers can't see eye to eye, you got to change. You just have to have to move on. So, well, especially with the play caller and a coach like that. I mean, as a or a play caller and the quarterback, because like what you do when you're calling plays, not only do you want to call the the best play for each spot, but sometimes you're calling plays to open up something later. And so if yeah. you're 
putting a play into your quarterback and he's literally just going, nah, and run it and drawing his own routes up. That's tough. But then I thought later, you remember the play. I know dad's going to remember it. The play a couple years ago, last time the Cowboys were in the playoffs, where Rodgers beat uh, the Cowboys in the division round in Jerry World, where that last play where he scrambles to his left and hits Jared Cook on the sideline. Well, later <laughs> I they could see it plain as day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they asked about that play later, and the guy like Rogers said it, and even the other guys in the, in the huddle said that. Yeah, we just kind of uh, Rogers basically just said, "Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say hut and roll out, and I need y'all to all go deep." But then, like he kind of did the same thing. He kind of just drew a little ad lib play instead of getting a designed, you know, hail mary. He just designed it right there on the fly. One, Aaron Rodgers is freaking amazing because he did that and beat the Cowboys on it. But if you're doing that all the damn time, like y'all said, someone's got to go and it ain't going to be Aaron Rodgers if you're picking sides. There's not many coaches yep. who take over him. Well, I think that's an interesting question, too, of like who has the best perspective to call these things, too. Like Peyton Manning did all of his work that way. Like you you weren't, you weren't play calling for Peyton Manning. He, he's going to make the call every single play because he can see things that a coach can't see from the sidelines. So I, I think there is something interesting, too. That gave them the opportunity to beat the Cowboys in that game, and he he wins them games because of his ability to do that. But I would well, not want to be that coach. It's and interesting like you, said, you brought. I was just gonna say, like you said, uh, the coach sometimes calls things to set up things for later. I mean, Kyle Shanahan famously calls plays to set up things three weeks from now. So, like you know, you have somebody not listening to you at all. How's that ever gonna work? So. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting you brought up Peyton because Peyton really talks about, I think his one of his favorite offensive coordinators is Adam Gase, who was there back in the Denver days when Peyton was lighting mm-hmm. it up there for, yep. what did you say last week, 55 touchdowns or whatever 55, yeah. He talks about how Gase was so great because, like you said, Peyton would say, I see stuff on the field, and then I can go back and Gase, like they, they have a conversation about it, not just here's what's happening and listen to me. Yeah. They actually have an open conversation because you do see different things. And yeah. that's who Peyton wants to go coach in Green Bay, who they have interviewed Adam Gase. It, I don't know how well Gase has done at Miami. It seems like they're always nine and seven or seven and nine, but that you need someone who can coexist with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. That's nothing's changed. So, yet. are you saying Rodgers has gone on record he wants Gase? Is Peyton that Manning says, says that good? Gase would be a good fit there because Gase is really oh, good, okay, with okay. A very okay. intellectual. Because. I would bet Peyton Manning's a tough guy to coach too because he's so intellectual. Sometimes he's just smarter than you. And as a coach, yeah. that's probably frustrating. But it's a game of trust at that point. You know, you're, yeah. I mean, they need to do some mm-hmm. trust falls, I think, maybe in Green Bay. And- yeah. <laughs> that's what they need to do. They need to, not, there doesn't need to be any kind of interview. Let's just do a trust fall and, and see how it goes. <laughs> and so that means Josh McDaniels definitely won't get the job because no one can trust that man as far as they can throw him. He'll back out of, he'll back out of the job after already accepting it. So. <laughs> yeah, well, thank God for the Colts, right? The Colts got to yeah. be happy as hell oh, about oh, that. Man. Yeah, I did. Sure. Mean, thank you for putting that dot together in my head. Wow, that's a huge deal. Man, yeah. Jesus. I mean, did you hear the, the could, reason Frank Wright got that job? So I was, I was reading something uh, earlier this week that out of all the people they interviewed, they wanted to give it to McDaniel's just because they liked McDaniel's. But then after he backed out, they interviewed a few more people, and Reich was the only one that came in, and he didn't ask about Andrew Luck at all. He didn't ask about his arm, how he's doing, when he'll be healthy. He just wanted to come in and get a job. And if Luck's there, great. If he's not, we'll figure it out. And it's worked out pretty well for him because Luck looks like MVP huh. Andrew Luck now. Yeah. But it's just interesting to me. That, 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 talk about trust fall. He would just trust the GM instead of saying, I'm only <laughs> yeah. taking this job if, 
if Andrew Luck's healthy, he just took the job with the GM. He just liked the, the spot he was in, and it's working out. That sounds like well he just needed to pay rent this month. <laughs> yeah. well, I've taken what, jobs like that before. Well. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just uh, Rock. What? So you know, real, you know, of course, Rock was the OC for the championship uh, Philadelphia Eagles last year. So right. I mean, I think Peterson calls plays. I think Peterson just calls uh, okay. plays, and Reich's the quarterback coach, but. Quarterbacks have long, like even even uh, Wentz and uh, Foles both talk about how Reich's such a great quarterback coach, and they loved him, and he was so easy and to talk to, and understood players and whatever. I mean, I don't think Luck needed a ton of coaching to be good at quarterbacking, but whatever he's doing is working down there right now. Wasn't uh, wasn't Reich the backup to Jim Kelly all those years? Wasn't that, um, uh, I think they were talking well, about he won history. a playoff game in Buffalo or something. Oh, well, I think he did so. when I, you're getting a little above my, you're getting above uh, my, uh, or before uh, my time. I'll look up some Frank Reich stuff. I'll have it for you. So. You, you guys know, I love a good conspiracy theory and one got yes, brought I to do. my attention and it, and it's by good old Chris Johnson. If you remember that's CJ 2K, that little Mr. 2000. Yeah, Mr. 2000 for the Titans back in the day. He uh, came on a show and recently said that he doesn't believe. Do you remember John Ross was the guy two years ago for the he's for the Bengals now, but he he broke the record for 40 time and actually got a new island from Adidas or whatever that whole promo promotion was. Yeah, but he broke the record with, I think, uh, a four two one or something. And Chris Johnson came on out or came out publicly and said that he doesn't believe John Ross. John Ross actually broke it. And the guys doing the show kind of laughed about it, and they were like, "Well, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you think you're faster." Huh? He goes, "No, like for real. If you put the video side by side, you can see I pull off on him at the end." And and then he went further to explain his theory because they were like, "Well, the official time came out," and he goes, "But if you look, that official time took forever to come out." And Chris Johnson's theory is that the NFL was just trying to drum up some hype for the combine because it hasn't had much hype in a while. And what what better way to bring it is than some guy running the forty time faster than we've ever seen it? It's just interesting. He thinks the NFL just faked that time. Like he probably ran a four two nine or something, but they bumped it to a four two one or whatever it was to get him the record. Try to drum so up some I, some views. I'll tell you clicks. what: if your forty time starts with four two, I don't give a damn. You're fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really true. fast. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Nobody should take anything away from either of these gentlemen for being able to run faster than I can even blink, but. But um, if you are labeled is, as Chris Johnson was, if you're labeled the fastest guy yeah, to ever yeah, run the 40, yeah, number one's a big deal. Number get, two is, if you're not first, right? What are you? Yeah. <laughs> you're first to come in last. So, <laughs> so, so I, I don't I know. I just thought, and, and especially me being the, conspir- the conspiracy theory guy, I was ready to jump all board. And now today, I actually got introduced to a new theory. LJ, can you, uh, before the, the, Bron- the Bears game, <laughs> they showed, uh, I forget who, who was the, was it? Not, who was the guy that came out with Brian Urlacher? There was two Bears legends that came out before the game. Uh, for real? I, I, can't, I just Butkus? can't remember. I just okay, I couldn't Dick remember who Butkus? it was because my TV <laughs> was Butkus? my TV oh, was muted. Got a forgettable name. So <laughs> my TV was muted, and I just saw two guys walk out. It was Brian Urlacher and someone else, and I was like, "That must be a Bear legend." I don't know who it was. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Your grandfather would be turning over in his grave right now. Anyway, Brian Urlacher and some guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw an old white guy walking around with Brian Urlacher, and the only reason, <laughs> the only reason it really caught my eye is because Brian Urlacher 
has a lot of hair atop his head. And if I remember right, that man was bald as it gets. That hair, that head was slippery back in the day. Shiny. It was shiny. <laughs> he had a shiny head. So I put a tweet out to a little group message. It was just like, man, that's odd seeing Brian Erlacher with, with a lot of, with the full head of hair. And one, the, the, the older gentleman had to, had a decision on whether that was a full head of hair or not. <laughs> but LJ, you don't think well, – let me let me just hear your little theory because you live in Chicago up there. <laughs> you know, okay, so I'm going to preface this with I thought I was too late on this. I was going to bring this up on the podcast when we first started it, but, like, these ads have been out for, you know, maybe two years. So I thought maybe oh, I was the first Oh, the Brian Urlacher with hair jokes this. are very old, but I'd never heard this theory until you brought it up. So in Chicago, there are tons of billboards. He, he works – he does uh, sponsorships for – I think it's the Hair Restoration Clinic or somebody. And – so as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's weird seeing Brian Urlacher with hair. But also, I never thought he was balding. I wit, like, I've just, he's always shaved his head completely. It's not like he, he like regrew the, the hair on the back of his head because that wasn't growing or something. Like, yeah, it wasn't like there was like a think- little bit of hair here. It was bald in the center. He was just bald as he gets. Like, he looked like bald. he shaved every morning. He had so, a bald and, and so head. I looked up, I looked up old pictures and he was tight, tight, tight buzz cut or bald for like basically his entire life, as far as I could tell. And, uh, so I think he just decided to let his hair grow one day and then got a million dollars sponsorship. So I think that's one of the most brilliant moves in maybe uh, business history or something. So you know, do, just so let your hair grow. Do we think do we think that somewhere along like maybe Brian Urlacher just liked being bald, but somewhere like his agent was like, hey, you should stay bald until you retire. Then as soon as you take that helmet <laughs> off, all of a sudden you're growing that you're growing that thing back on top. Yeah, and we're gonna because I mean he somebody. was famously bald. I just don't think he was famously balding. So, well, and I did think as soon as I saw it, as soon as I like the first time, I remember a couple of I don't know if his months or however long ago I first saw him with hair on his head. I thought, man, he should definitely be like the poster child for some kind of Rogaine's <laughs> or or just for men commercial something. Because I well, just thought so, that all I've ever pictured uh, uh, Brian Urlacher was with a shiny bald head, and so now it looks funny with him head. with hair. So when did you think that, Kevin? When did you think that? That he should be the the uh, poster the, boy? The Rogaine spokesman, yeah. Who, when did you start thinking that? Uh, the first time I saw him with hair, I don't know. It was a couple months well, back. I'm just saying, you're probably three years behind his agent, I guess. So you're, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. His agent, his agent saw ahead of the game. His agent, while he was bald, was like, hey, can, could right. you grow hey. up that hair if you wanted to? He's like, yeah, I could. I just don't yeah, like to. It rubs up my helmet the wrong way. He's like, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. See, here's what I'm thinking, Kevin, is you keep just the stash for as long as you can and then we'll make you the poster boy for beard re- uh restoration and yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't know the stash is kind of a goofy look i don't know if i could go the nope. stash till you're I'm keeping like it out there's money in it there's money in this we'll just say in 15 years that you could only grow a patchy beard and it was sad and depressing <laughs> and then you're just going to show up with a full beard and, and, everybody's and it'll be our that, it'll be our live yeah. read before every single podcast. Yeah. Well, and it'll be so true because why else would he look like that for fifteen more years? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just wait when I when I get the stash that. Uh, Wyatt Earp had on Tombstone. Y'all are going to be thinking, man, that thing looks good. I'm working on it. You can just call me wait. Wyatt next time I get on the yeah, podcast. I can't wait. <laughs> Keep working, Wyatt. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait. I wanted to get to a a little story that's been going around. Jay Billis brought it to my attention earlier this week. And I I texted it out to you guys. But 
the high school player in Alabama that got completely screwed out of her senior season. And I'll just lay the story out for anyone who doesn't know about it yet. It's this uh, senior in Alabama, Ma- Maori Davenport. She led the U- Team USA in rebounding and blocks and route to a gold medal at the FIBA Under-18 Championship in earlier in August, earlier in 2018. And a lot of times, the way the USA basketball works is they'll give players a stipend or a check for the cost of travel and the loss of employment that they weren't able to get over the summer. Because like as a high school kid, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of times you work over the summer. Yeah. Usually... Their, their their guideline is to confer with the high school federation if it's a player that's not going – because the NCAA will usually allow this. They'll allow those players that play for our country to get a stipend, even though they are pretty tough on stuff. But if the player has eligibility in high school still, they'll check in with whatever state federation that is to ensure that the player is allowed to accept the payment and keep eligibility. USA well, basketball someone, does this or the player does this? The USA the basketball. USA Before basketball. Before they send okay. the check because the player gets in trouble just for receiving a check. So they're supposed yeah. to confer before they ever send a check. And someone mistakenly forgot to call the Alabama High School Athletic Association because they didn't realize that uh, Davenport still had her senior season to play. So they just for, just forgot and didn't call. So they sent Thought her, her a check. Before, were up, so. They sent her for $857.20 for, for the cost of playing. Well, the AHSAA only allows a player to accept a payment of $250 or less. Anything over that, and it ruins your eligibility. So that screws Davenport. Well, the USA Basketball realized they made the mistake, and they notified all parties. And then Davenport sent the check and the money all back and gave it all back to him. But the state of Alabama, their their rules committee, ruled that she had to sit out one year, which is her is last year. year. So she's, so she's not able to year. play. Wow. That is... Some baby back bull crap. That is just terrible. <laughs> I yeah. agree, Kevin. And I and I saw too that it has been turned uh, uh, upheld twice on appeal. I didn't, see that. I didn't see that. Because I didn't see that. Because I was thinking my first thought the was they can maybe fix themselves if this were to. Uh, surely, if you brought this someone's attention, maybe this just someone said, "Oh, she's lost her eligibility because she was into tech." Blah blah blah. But then when you bring it up, like, oh. They screwed up. She didn't even, no one knew, and she sent the money back. She sent the freaking money back. You would think they'd that go, counts okay. as not being paid, I think, right? Like, you, you would think. I read something where what the what the Alabama High School Athletic Severus Association is, is the hanging. Pre- the president. They're hanging their hat on the fact, they say, because the check was cashed. Because the check was cashed, they are, she's ineligible. She gave all the money back. And from what I got out of it, they thought it was legit because this is, oh, it's USA She was basketball. playing for a country. Playing for your country with the governing body of men's and women's basketball in the United States. So why wouldn't you think it's okay? Poor girl. I feel horrible for her. Well, and my first thought was I was mad at the USA Basketball Association because the, and they they admitted to making a mistake and not – calling the federation because they thought she was a senior. They so whoever whoever's job that was just dropped the ball and they admitted to it. And so one it's like, well damn it, you you screwed her over, but at least you're standing up and saying I screwed up and I'm sorry. The the state of Alabama could go, "Oh, okay, she sent her check back. It was a mistake on someone else's a professionals made the mistake for our, that works for our country made the mistake. Let's let Davenport play." But they're like, "No, like like dad said, they're hanging their hat on. Nope, this is the rule. She cashed the check." And it is just 
it is it's it's really at some point it's it's disgusting i think to, to this girl's senior too. season yeah. i mean it just is and obviously she's a really good basketball player probably going to hurt her team's senior so i'll I mean, say this kevin unless there's something we don't know remember there was one time we could maybe there's something we are not aware ho- hopefully of. hopefully there's something but. we don't know Hopefully yeah. this is that that dad with the baseball all over again. Or? Right. Yeah, yeah, that that <laughs> that's guy. Right. Um, yeah. This just highlights to me how dumb it is that athletes can't get paid for their work. I mean, if if she were a child actor, it'd be no big deal. She'd be able to still act in her school play and shit like that. I mean, I don't understand why if you're good at something, you can't get paid for it. It just it drives me up the wall that you know these people are especially putting their bodies on the line. Like she could ruin her entire career by playing for USA Basketball. By playing her senior year of yeah, uh, she could do like school. Paul George did and hurt her leg. Yeah, she could miss out on mm-hmm. maybe millions of dollars playing for the WNBA someday, and mm-hmm. you know, but you know, you you can't an athlete can't play for free or for money. So it just it frustrates me to no end that one that that's happening, and then two that it's happening on such a petty level that she got five hundred dollars or six hundred dollars more than she was supposed to, and then gave it back and still can't play like that's just disheartening to me it, it reminds me a little bit of I, I forget who i think was it katie ledecky who was dominant in the olympics uh the went back on the last olympics and then the swimmer she couldn't accept any she yeah she couldn't accept anything because she still had a year to go at stanford and so she couldn't like it accept all the crazy like endorsements yeah. and all the because everybody, People she was like the poster. Yeah, she's the poster child of him. Like, the whole country rallied behind her and was watching her every night, like on program TV. Like I was setting my alarm to watch Katie Ledecky, and she can't accept a thing from it because the NCAA is so ridiculous. And this isn't even the NCAA. This is the state of Alabama. And Demarcus Cousins, who a lot of people wouldn't have boogie Cousins, if you're an NBA fan, he's from Alabama, and he said that that same association was really tough on him, and he almost missed his junior year because of them. Now, we don't know. Maybe Boogie Cousins try, like, actually got paid by an agent, or who knows? He was, he went to Kentucky, so he probably did get paid something. <laughs> but he, uh, he got paid one way or another. <laughs> but it's just it's just ridiculous. If it's, if this has gone to appeals twice, and poor poor girl, I mean, just – and not even just her, like her senior teammates. Like, they might have a chance to go win an Alabama State Championship. This is something you'll remember – Forever, if her basketball career flames out, she'll remember this. And now she'll remember that she had to sit in the stands and watch. She couldn't play out. Hopefully something else changes from it. But Yeah. Kevin, that would go back to the old worst of the week. I think that would probably be. That would definitely land on the worst of the week candidates. Another thing that could land on my worst of the weeks, and this has been recently. Have y'all gotten an uptick in all the robocalls recently? Oh, my God. Yes. Is it the new year? What is going on? My phone was blowing up and it's always like healthcare or, or how's your back or or something stupid. It's like, don't hang up. Yeah. Uh, pisses me off. Yeah. Hannah gets a phone call like maybe three times a day from insurance agents. We're insured. We don't need insurance agents to call us, but she still gets three calls a day from people trying to sell her insurance. It's absurd. It's stupid. I just can't stand it. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't answer the phone. If it's not a number I know, I'm just almost Well, and not now they've gotten so it. dang good at it, they can do the little like uh, – Number spoofing. I forget. There's like an actual term for it, like neighborhood or something where they can see number spoofing or something where they can look and see like what numbers you have in your contacts. And so I have a lot mm-hmm. of 903 numbers. And so they can they can make the number show up as a 903 number. And it, mm-hmm. I don't – 
My, but here's my question. Are some people falling for this? Someone's got to be falling for yeah, this if absolutely. they're doing this this much. Yeah, absolutely. It's happening. Somebody must. Well, be, and it makes you know? sense, too. I mean, you know, especially when you think about people that aren't even used to having caller ID, you know, they got excited to see a, a number on the phone. Um, and then now you see numbers that are local to you. That's probably somebody, you know, right. You live in rural Kentucky and if they've got a, the same area code as you, they're not from you know, Lexington. So it's not the big city yeah. calling you. Um, but it does, it definitely like, cause I've noticed that it like is the opposite of effective for, for me. I'm more an, like likely at this point to answer an 800 number than I am a 903 number. I don't know because I don't have anybody in 903 that I don't have their number saved that I think is ever going <laughs> to call me. So, well, and the more frustrating and I'm kind of like, I've become like you and dad, where if I don't have the number saved, a lot of times I'll just won't answer it. And maybe they'll leave a voicemail or text me and tell me who it is. Yeah, but with I have a stupid sleeping schedule because I work at night, so I'm asleep oh, during yeah, the day, and these numbers oh, call during worse. the day. So they're waking me up uh. to a dang machine, so I can put my phone on do not disturb. But I don't like doing that because if like if someone is something important is happening, yeah. like from either work or or with y'all, right. I want to be I want to wake up to answer it because a lot of things happen during the day. Yeah, not, not when I'm awake. So it's just. Yeah. Robocalls just frustrate the shit out of me. And all it is at the end of the day, it's someone trying to scam someone out of money, which is even more frustrating. Go make a living for yourself. Quit trying to scam people. Yeah. Ah, it's frustrating. That reminds me. So it it wasn't a scam, but uh, my senior year of high school and my first year of college, uh, I used to get phone calls from Landstar Trucking. And I would get about four or five phone calls a day, if not more telling me where loads can be picked up and where they're going. So I could just go pick up that load <laughs> and take it. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't even drive in my senior year of high school. So there's no way I could have done it. I kept calling them and saying, take me off of this damn list. And they said, Oh, we'll take care of it. And they disappear for two days. And then I'd be back to 15. My voicemail would be full. This is maybe why I hate voicemail. <laughs> this maybe is the catalyst. Because we just my figured it out. <laughs> my voicemail would be full in three days, minimum. So we've actually figured out the stem of LJ's hatred her voicemails that's yeah it makes some sense now i mean highways drive me crazy and that's just because i see landstar trucks and i have flashbacks so you're probably that's probably exactly (laughs) it (laughs) poor driver for a landstar truck he's just there and lj's like flipping him off as he drives by (laughs) well and i can't help but think that i mean maybe somebody was like pranking me with the weirdest prank that i could possibly imagine but what's most likely is somebody who's listening out on tons of income like just every opportunity to get paid. They're like, they just never call me. I just can't get paid. <laughs> so we talked a little bit uh, earlier about some, this isn't really a, a, uh, a playoff tidbit, like uh, from, from the NFL playoffs. It's more just, I went Saturday and I was watching some of the games with some, I, I just kind of ran with some random guys at the bar and, and they were throwing out some, some we's and us. And I kind of thought, when do y'all, do y'all are y'all fine with saying we for a sports team or is there a rule? What what do you think? Great LJ? question. Uh, I am fine with other people doing it, but I try not to. I I know I do it sometimes, but I also like I I don't love it because I feel like it. For one, it's not we. I mean, it's them, right? They're the ones actually doing the thing. I'm not doing. Yeah, like anything. I'm not the one that might tear my right. ACL or like Alan Hearns and like screw my ankle up. Like if I'm you sitting said on the couch like, with my feet up. If you said something like a couple of years ago, I could have said we won the Super Bowl and drank a beer. I mean, me and the Broncos uh, did those things. <laughs> Not all of us did all of those things, but we did that. Then that may be <laughs> fair. But yeah, no, I didn't win a Super Bowl. I just watched a team that I like do it. So I'm not a big fan of the Wii, but I totally 
I we all do it. I think so. Like I'm not like, but you do at times. Well, let me, let me ask, let me ask dad's thought. What do you think, dad? I, I, I really see where LJ's coming from, but I think probably the beauty with sports and teams is that you associate with it. You uh, uh, relate to it so well. The Cowboys, the Razorbacks, the Razorbacks are freaking wee, man. I don't care. I <laughs> well, mean, so that's all I kind of thought. Do college teams count as wee because dad went to school there? He technically yeah. is a Razorback. So, so you probably, invested yeah, in that it's team. more appropriate. You were an it's investor. It's more appropriate, <laughs> yes, because I've invested and, and continue to invest to some level in, in the Arkansas <laughs> oh, Razorbacks. Oh, boy, you might want to relook at your portfolio. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I might want to change where – maybe go to Al- – send some money to Alabama. But hey, uh, they're, they're paying their players I think right, they have so maybe – <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I mean, I get it. I think that's kind of the beauty of sports is how you are so related to it. But yeah. I, I feel you. But I'm going to probably say we for the Cowboys and we for the, you know, but now if it's and I really like the Golden State Warriors, but it, that's them. I mean, I haven't been I haven't been a fan of them since I could see. I've been a fan of the Cowboys and the Razorbacks as long as I can remember. So, well, so here here's kind of my thought on it. And I. I for one, I'm kind of I'm kind of with both of you guys. I think I'm more with Dad, where I think that's part of the 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 thing about sports is like I've been through so many highs and lows with the Cowboys that when we are winning, damn it, we're winning. Like we're <laughs> like I'm gonna be happy because I went through all these damn losses and we sure lost some of them. <laughs> uh, I've let the Cowboys ruin a good Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday for me. <laughs> so when they win, I am like, yes, we won, like stuff like that every now and then. And so I totally get that aspect. But what I, what bothers me is when they're like the the fair weather fans that they're one year they're we we won as yeah. in the Cavaliers and LeBron and the yeah. next year it's we won the Warriors we 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 three feet it's like yeah. if you've gone through the highs and lows I'm with you you know throw the wees out there let's get passionate about it but I hate when it's just we for every team that you just happen to be rooting for this year yeah I think it also one other place I feel like you can apply it is if you live in the city. I definitely threw out the we won the World Series a couple of years ago, um, and I've n- I've been a Cubs fan for about three years. So it's not like you know I, they really are. I'm not a we with them, but it is my city, so I did feel a little like me on the map in a in a way. So well, and that's what I wondered. I also another thought, like kind of like college, like I totally get Dad saying I can say we for the Razorbacks because he, mm-hmm. he is a Razorback. He he graduated from there, but. When I almost think when you live there, like as Chicago, like we, you are a Chicagoan now. As long as yeah. like you're gonna wake yeah. up tomorrow in Chicago, so you lost with the Bears. Last well, yeah, I mean that's what I, I, I. Well, and that's the thing is, I think if you're gonna we, you have to we the loss too. Um, and I did oh, yeah. walk yeah. in. Oh yeah, I walked into the kitchen <laughs> and said, "Well, we missed the field goal." So like you know, yeah, it, it is something I definitely do, and it's you know it's gonna be hard not to, but I. I also definitely feel like I didn't I didn't miss that field goal. I didn't have a chance. I wouldn't have made it, so I'm glad that I didn't kick it. But um I I definitely said we a lot more when I used to think that if I sat on the couch with my feet up and a warm drink in my hand and my Broncos jersey on, they had a better chance of winning. Then it was all about the we. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Left- you're making it sound like my mustache isn't the reason the Cowboys won. <laughs> I'm not Saturday saying it's night. not. I'm saying it didn't work for me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um I, sometimes I kind of, I'm not, I'm definitely not the we police. I'm not going to police you for saying it, but I, <laughs> the we police. At, at times I kind of, I kind of <laughs> go like, you're throwing out a, <laughs> that's an episode title just, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It just mm-hmm. is interesting to me, like, like as LJ mentioned, like I'm sitting on the I was literally watching the Cowboys game with my feet up with the beard in my hand. And they're out there like the actual Cowboys were out there risking like like Alan Hearns got hurt and well hopefully he comes back and that was a gruesome injury. Yeah. He's risking himself. I'm yeah. sitting here. I guess I could roll an ankle on my way yeah, to the fridge for the not, second beer, but let's let's not uh, belittle your risks. Also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the tenth beer. You'd probably be more likely on the tenth. Yeah, well, but I will say could happen. That's well, the thing. You never, you never know. Yeah. Well, and I did battle through at one point. Like it was like right before half, and I wanted to make sure I stay before the second half or before the half ended. And I really had to pee, but I held it until halftime. So, yeah. I mean, we, wow. we all, we're all working yeah. here. We're yeah. all working we're all here. In it. Row the boat, baby. We row it together. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I wanted to bring up to you guys, and it actually got brought to my attention by. Uh, one of my favorite follows on Twitter. And if you don't follow him, go, go give him one. Uh, good old Shay Serrano, uh, who writes for The Ringer. Yeah. He wrote out, so he's married. He's a Mexican guy and he's married to a black woman. And he talks about it a lot. And he was like, the one thing, <laughs> he's, his, his tweet was the one thing that I can tell. There's a lot of different things where her family clearly does stuff different than my family, being from two different ethnic ethnicities. Yeah. But he said, the one thing that doesn't change is we both throw the same shit in the junk drawer. So that had me thinking about what we throw in the junk drawer. And I kind of thought we might all be similar since we all were, we all lived under the same roof for a lot of time. So I asked you guys to tell me what, what's in your junk drawer. So LJ, I'll throw it to you first. What, no, I want to start with the H. I want to start with the one who probably taught us the, the, what junk to put in there. Dad, what's in your junk drawer? Well, I, you know, what's funny is the most prominent thing in my junk drawer at this point in time is silica gel packets. I mean, yes. <laughs> my man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, they, they absorb moisture out of there. They're just handy. So That's not I've a junk a drawer anymore. Gel. That's a treasure drawer. <laughs> it's a treasure chest. <laughs> That's a utility drawer. <laughs> All right. A couple of other things I have. I have a tape. I have a tape measure. Uh, I have some old air fresheners, but not anymore. <laughs> They're in the trash now that I look through. Um, I have an old staple puller that I've been looking for. I have a. I have a lot of lighters, like uh, you know, yeah. cigarettes, like lighters and candle lighters, thumbtacks. Yeah. And I wrote down this. This is kind of interesting, but I have marks a lot. Do y'all even know what a marks a lot is? Yeah, it's like a, like a okay. big sharpie. Right, it's like a sharpie, yeah. But I said marks a lot, and I actually looked at them, and they're sharpies. So, oh yeah, I would definitely see. I'm the exact opposite. It, no matter what brand it is, to me, it's a sharpie. It's okay, always a couple a more things. One thing y'all probably don't have, I have extra readers. I have some extra <laughs> readers in my junk. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah not in there yet. <laughs> I keep six pairs just in case for guests. You know, um, <laughs> stuff. just in case Dad comes right. over to play spades, we have some in the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things I think y'all have. Rubber bands, just a few assorted rubber bands, like from mm-hmm. newspapers. Sure. Twisties. I have some twisties for trash bags. I have some timers <laughs> for Twisty, my lights. Twisties is in like twisties that go on the end of like a loaf of like bread. Bread ties. Uh, a tra- yeah. bread ties. Yeah. But you have them yeah. for your trash bag. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I've got a new trash can. I have big trash bags. They're not the cinch sacks. I have yeah. to actually pull it out and twist it. I forget. I, know, I forget. It's, it's I forget archaic. with dad. There's always a method to his madness. There's always a reason <laughs> for it. <laughs> so okay. So I had, like I said, some timers, like lamp timers. Of course, I had a couple of those. Of course, I'm kind of into that. <laughs> and then just notepads. And I had several pocket knives. 
But now these pocket knives were kind of the freebies you get here and there. weren't They weren't good ones, but yeah, but that's uh, uh, but that's uh, question. Dad, is your well? No, I'll come drawer. back to this. I'll come back to this question later. LJ, what's in what's in your junk drawer? So this is this was a really interesting question to me because uh, Hannah and I, as you know, are living on our own. Uh, I have had roommates since I was born up until right. like basically <laughs> now. So uh, so we're just now getting to where we don't have to share a junk drawer with seven other people or two other people or something like that. So we're trying to figure out the junk drawer. Like we're still in the process of learning it. So I'll tell you, I've got a junk drawer in the office here that uh, is a more uh, normal maintained junk drawer that has got the usual suspects. I mean, I've got things like, uh, I mean, things I can't explain like uh, dead cell phones, but I've also got like flashlights and stamps and batteries (laughs) and pins and uh, a lock pit set, uh, you know, just in case, I guess. Never know. Um, but the the junk drawer we have in the more central location in the kitchen, I think they're always in the kitchen. If they're um, not in the kitchen, then it's not a junk drawer. I don't know what that is, but. <laughs> well, and let me say, I have several junk drawers, but I went with the one in the kitchen. Yeah, so. right. You know the <laughs> junk drawer. The junk drawer. Yeah. Well, so, and that's why, that's why I bring up this other junk drawer uh, that's not in the kitchen. Because Everyone the one listening in the kitchen, to this knows when they hear the junk drawer, there's like a specific drawer in their kitchen. They, they in the see. kitchen. Bet, Usually I, it's near the phone. I was about to say, to be. Phone. I bet you could walk into every, I bet where you could walk into be. any house and they say, hey, could you go into the junk drawer? And it'll, it'll take you two, tar- two tries max to find that it. That is, that's I true. I bet you can. <laughs> I bet you um, but so in the other one, in the in the living room one, we're still trying to figure out what's in it. So we've got things like saran wrap and trash bags, which really should probably be in a different drawer because we've got too much junk uh, coming our way eventually. In the junk drawer. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, we've got some random cups that Andrew left um, and we've got some like little Starbucks clips that we can use for chip bags. And that's there really about it, because all the other stuff is in a more traditional uh, style junk drawer in the wrong room. So so I'm in a weird place. Are y'all's drawers? Is, are y'all's junk drawers? I, I guess your your real ones just kind of bare right now. But Dad, is your junk drawer like neat and organized? No. Okay, no. I was about to say, are you a narc? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I I have gone through like all the sharpies were in like a little plastic container in oh, there. Oh God, the thumbtacks and push pins were in a, like a separate container. So, but otherwise, it's total chaos. Yeah, total that's the way chaos. it's meant to be. Okay. So now <laughs> that chaos is yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> now it sounds like we're talking about my junk drawer. I have like this huge drawer. Like it, it was the only one that really made sense to be the junk drawer. And so like I've just been throwing stuff in there. And right now I wrote down a few things. There's a ton of pins, half of which I'm not sure if they work or not. Like they look like pins I accidentally stole from the bank or something. <laughs> and like I just I just put them in there. And then there's a bunch of koozies in there. There's yeah, a bunch of batteries, but the batteries aren't in like a Duracell box. They're just there. So I don't know if they work. Just or free not. batteries. Yeah. You just like pop them out of your remote room batteries. in the drawer. Yeah. yeah, there's like seven of them. And I don't know if they work or not. Speaking of remotes, there's a remote that I accidentally stole from the hotel. And <laughs> then there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of Chick-fil-A sauces. And for some reason, a bunch of ketchup packets when I never use ketchup at home. I've never used it. But for whatever reason, I can't throw them away after I get back with my fast food. I just can't. And then nap. How long can you keep a ketchup packet? Like, do they last indefinitely? They surely. I thought expire, that was right? like when I thought those were like when the world's in, or like when you have no food, you can survive off You'll ketchup packets. Eat, eat ketchup, yeah, just eat ketchup. Yeah, surely bad. Yeah, they don't go. I'm bad. gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up, and I probably won't tell you because I don't want to break your heart. Well, and I don't understand why I keep the ketchup because I don't eat the ketchup when they put it in the bag. Like, I don't hate ketchup, but I don't just. I'd never think to like put ketchup on anything. I'm not like Patrick Mahomes. 
And yeah. so I don't know why I keep them and put them in the drawer, but by God, if I get some Burger King and there's some ketchup in the bottle, I'm going to throw it in the drawer and then throw the bag away every time. You're not like Patrick Mahomes in that one way, right? Just the one way you're not like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, there's other ways where I may be like Patrick Mahomes, but <laughs> okay, not okay. not in the yeah. ketchup sense. I may be like him throwing the football. <laughs> right, right. Speaking of, speaking of Mahomes, did you see uh, Peter King had him reenact the no look pass, no look pass for his Monday morning quarterback? There's a tweet. I heard I'll them say that, guys. and I didn't get to see it. He yeah, did it. He just that. they did it one take, and he looked the other direction and threw it to a thing. I think they said it was 34 yards downfield. They measured it, hit the target, dead on the money. Like it was really? amazing. What is really? is that memory? Is that what's happening there? Like how do you re- like? I don't even know uh, the function of my body that I would need to improve to make. See, that there's people like, like us. There's humans, <laughs> and then there's those kind of people that are something different i don't know what it is but like patrick <laughs> mahomes and lebron james and michael jordan and them they're just there's they're different human being than we yeah. are and i can't believe i'm already throwing Mahomes in there with the two goats i just mentioned with LeBron. yeah no, i just I, that was Whew. something um uh, i used to have a i had a pretty nasty little no look pass on the basketball court there <laughs> like once or twice in my life so <laughs> <laughs> Well, so a, a couple things I've got in my junk drawer that uh, I, I've been misled about how often I'd use is I've got some like wet wipes that I never use from Buffalo Wild Wings. Like they're just going to sit in there probably forever because I can just yeah, wash I my have hands. some at work. I have some wet wipes at work that I haven't used. Well, that like makes someone, sense to me. Yeah. Well, I, it, like the logic behind it makes sense, but I haven't used them yet. But like in your mm. kitchen, I think that's absurd. And I'm like realizing it as I'm looking at yeah, my there's, drunk there's drawer. There's a sink right there. You can wash your hands yeah. instead of using that wet wipe. Right. And I would rather every single time wash my hands. But and then another thing, I've I feel like TV has lied to me about how often I would need brown paper sacks because I've had this bag for like I don't know fifteen years and uh, it's it's not going anywhere. So <laughs> more often than not, in a drunk drawer, I haven't been here long enough. I think I have like something since I've moved that's like sitting in a closet somewhere. A lot of times cords end up there, like cords where you're not quite sure what it goes to, but you're not going to throw yeah. away because by God, one day, that one day, you're going to be trying to plug up your old Xbox and there's that cord. Yep. I've actually got two tubs in a closet for that. That's my drunk drawer. I've got too many cords. <laughs> yeah, well, I would bet you money, probably. I don't remember seeing any right now, but I bet you we could all find at least one coin in all our junk drawers. Which I is weird because I don't collect coins in there, but coin. there always ends up being a I coin don't in either. There. And it's usually always, usually oddly sticky. Yeah, they're <laughs> sticky. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I think you I think like you'll go empty the drawer out and they're stuck on the bottom. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly I don't know why. Right. I think that is one universal thing. Like I think Shay touched on something. A junk drawer is just and we're uh, we're saying this with with three white guys recording, but I do think you ask Go into any home and you can, like LJ said, you can find a junk drawer. And for the, for the most part, you're going to find similar things in a lot of junk drawers. And it's going to be a lot of things that people just, for whatever reason, they were taught when they were younger. You don't throw it away because it'll be useful one day. I mean, well, and if I walk into a house and someone says, hey, can you hand me the scissors? And I say, they're not out. And they say, well, they're in the, I'll tell them to stop because I'm going to find them. It'll take me 30 <laughs> seconds. So. Yeah, scissors usually go in my junk drawer, but lately I've been using. I, so I live alone, so a lot of things just get left on the countertops. Yeah, and, and stuff. I know. Like, yeah, I at times our back. coffee tables are junk drawer, and yeah. other times yeah. our side right. tables are our junk drawer. <laughs> right, right. That's just kind of the kind of way it works when you when you when you when you're yeah. not living under the parent roof anymore. Like you're kind of just like, oh, I just leave the scissors right here because I will use them again yep. eventually at some point. That's the going wild they talked about in high school movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing, guys, that next week you're going to be in the utility room. You're going to be looking for the scissors and they're not going to be in the junk drawer where they usually are. They're going to be on the junk table. Two rooms in my apartment. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Utility room. 
<laughs> and then once you get out of there, you got to go to the safe room. Once you leave the safe oh, room, you're going to your second den. My guest bedroom and then the study. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different rooms for me to get lost in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> point take. Point made. Okay. Oh. I was in the shower the other day. I have well, I just I'll just ask you. Share with thoughts. So I have a. It's kind of like a and explain it to Kevin. The other day I Great. was I, I was getting ready to <laughs> buy some stuff for my shower. I needed some more shampoo and conditioner, so I went to go get it. Why is the shampoo always you set it up and you open it at the top, but the conditioner the lid's always on the bottom? Like if you look at the label, if you put them where the labels are facing right, conditioner's always upside down and shampoo's always right yeah. side up. Have you noticed that? Yeah, definitely. I've is always there, noticed you, that. Do you think there's a reason or is that just, is it maybe to know which one's which, I guess? I think that's, that's, that's always been my guess is, is, is just the standard. So that way when it, cause I take my glasses off to take a shower and I think probably some 40% of Americans and also dad take doesn't have his reader, his shower, shower, his reader shower, his shower reader. Right. Guys, I've got to, I've been thinking about putting some readers in the shower. I've got to check this out. <laughs> I was just okay, so about shower readers. Y'all may have just saved me. Y'all may have just saved my life. Good um, God. Yeah. I mean, if you get like, usually it's not every shampoo, but like almost every shampoo will have a standardized ones up and ones down when it's set in the proper direction. So yeah, that. Look for that. Seriously. Really? It's not even it's like if you get the same brand of shampoo and conditioner, literally all shampoo lids. I was looking at Walmart because I was looking through because then it just intrigued me. All shampoos, the lids on the top and the bottom is normal. Like if you put the label the right way and then the conditioners, the labels always, if you put it facing the right way, the lid's going to be on the bottom, which actually works better because then when you're running low, there's conditioner right there instead of having to like shake it, you know? Yeah. But I guess yeah. maybe oh they're trying God. to distinguish it. We might I have just stepped on something. I wait to go look in my shower. Well, Dad is excited for tomorrow morning shower. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to chunk those readers out of the shower and just fully confidently put Axe body wash all in his hair. They keep fogging up. You know, it's just a problem. My damn readers are fogging up. And then up. You, 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 you pull out your little, uh, your, your microfiber uh, napkin and it's all wet and everything. So it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all are laughing, but I but I shave in the shower. Well, when I do shave, I mean, I've got a little bit of hair growth going now. Mm-hmm. But when I do shave, I shave in the shower. And I mean, I have to get just right with the mirror, you know, because <laughs> I mean, it's tough. And then it fogs up. I, I mean, <laughs> growing old, hey, growing old is not for wimps. We'll just say that. Okay? <laughs> what if the so, you know, you can put that like water repellent on your windshield and then the water doesn't stick to it very well and it just kind of runs off of it. Has anyone ever done that to glasses? No, I don't think I don't so. Know. I but the fog still was still put like some Rain-X on my reader. Something like that. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I might like find an old pair of glasses and try that now. Yeah, but your fog <laughs> Because that could be a game changer. Up. Huh? The fog? <laughs> yeah, the fog. Like the... When, uh, when put, really but no, he's talking about putting Rain-X on that. I think maybe we'll keep make the fog. I, I think it might. Of- and then the other thing is if it's on there, even if it does fog, you just let it. the water hit you for a second and then it'll defog. Well, speaking of million dollar ideas... Speaking of million yeah. dollar ideas for the shower, I don't understand. We we need to come up with the brand. Like get with get with uh, like Garnier or someone that does shampoo and conditioner and 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 even soap too. But those because they need to be specific. But like dispensers, kind of like you do when you wash your hands in a public restroom where you just press it. So like a thing yeah. that to the left. And instead of having like being a pain to change, because if you've ever worked somewhere where you change them, they're not like a terrible pain, but you do have to kind of like open it. And sometimes they got to finagle a little bit yeah. and put the new one in. Just make one where you literally take the thing out that you bought from Walmart and put the new one in, and then you can just keep doing your dispenser. I think this is a I'm genius idea. I'm into that. Then, if you did this this way, 
So here's my other thought. If you did it this way, you could have like your shampoo and conditioner always is in like maybe on the left and the shampoo's the left left and the conditioner's right to the right. And then soap's <laughs> over here on your right side of the head. See, I really thought this out. Then, because a lot of you, you like to shower in the morning. Your left, left, as opposed to the left, the center, and the right. <laughs> the left, and then the left, left. So then those are on that side. And then on the right, my you left have your or body your left. <laughs> and then, the way it works is you like to shower in the morning. So I like wake up and I'm kind of groggy. And sometimes you turn that light on right when you wake up, and boy, that light can be bright. Now I don't mm. need a light, I can go take the shower. And have yeah. no light in there and still know where all my crap's at and just be reaching yep. around and it, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm not, dad never needs his reader because he knows the conditioner's always in this one. It's always, and then the shampoo's in the left left. He always does yeah. it. Yeah. Now we're talking. That would be a good idea. I've taken a shower before when the power went out. Mm-hmm. That's not fun. It's really not fun. Really, I love dark showers. I totally like, yeah. I'll do it every now and again just to, you know, have a dark really? shower. Just, yeah. It's like, totally it's like in a the whole dark. different ambiance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a different world. It's, you're not like necessarily going. It's like relaxing. It's like because showers are already relaxing. And then just being alone with like no stimulus, but the water hitting the back of your head nice and hot. It's the best, guys. Also, <laughs> also another another wow. thing, another thing we should like while we're while we're making these. I was thinking this too. just have like a you know, how your radio has like a preset and you can have like one, two, three, four and they're different radio stations. Well, yeah. your shower can have a, a preset and like four is the temperature. I always like to shower at. It's real hot, but there's also like a three that's a little cooler. And so I don't have to like, so if I wanted to completely shower in the dark, like I wake up and I wake up in the shower. By the time I get out of there, I'm wide awake, but I can just wake up, press four and let that water. And I, it'll take a second to heat up like it always does, but it gets to that temperature that I've set it at. Perfect. Yeah. Now, by the I time, that. by the time I get out of the shower, now I'm awake and I can turn those lights on. I'm mm. fully bright, bright and wide awake. I don't have to like, you know, walk in there with my eyes all squinted and the lights hurting me. Just saying. Make we, waking up a peaceful, peaceful time. Well, you know what's interesting about that? So I have one of those showers that it's one knob is and you kind of put it in the middle between hot uh, and cold. I guess there's like the a certain level you know you where you put it, huh? So, yeah, I mean, like I'm usually in the summertime, I'm about a two o'clock. In the winter, <laughs> winter time, a little frisky. I'm. No, no, dude. In the wintertime, I'm more like 12, 1230. And I don't know if that's because the pipes are a little colder that it has to run through in the attic or something. But literally, I'm about 12, 1230 in the wintertime and about 2, 215 well, in the summertime. 2, 215. <laughs> well, I guess this goes back to, and LJ tried to explain to me, and it wasn't as interesting a while back ago. I think I brought it up either to y'all or on the pod, but- the way my shower works is, and some other people's is similar, I think, where my cold, if you turn it just right, now that's a good hot. If you turn it just yeah. an inch to the left, now it's cold. An inch to the right, now it's hot. Like it's burning hot. There's just like, there's oh, that inches, one you're overselling spot. it. We're talking yeah, millimeters. It's like literally sometimes you like I just get it. it. Yeah, I'm literally like sometimes like <laughs> just tapping it over <laughs> to try to get it the right way. And so yeah. if I just had a button, if I could get it at the perfect temperature and then go, Set this for one. This is my fave. And then I also have yeah. a two when I when I'm maybe, you know, just got done playing basketball. Haven't done that in forever, but say I just got done playing basketball, I'm sweating. I don't want it as hot. So I have a three, you know. Yeah. I just think it's it, it, it could work. It's a good idea. And I you like can it. also have it, you know, set up with like something on your phone. So when you like it when it knows the temperature outside, it goes ahead and just moves at three or four degrees. And I'm sure we could just really futurize bathrooms. Or just say Siri, hey Siri, set the temp, set the uh, the shower at level four. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure though, just like my try. just like my walk light that we 
that we had before that someone had already created. I'm sure someone's probably yeah. already created this stuff and I'm just too poor to well, probably, in it but, yet. but we could be the first people to put it together and sell it to the mass market. I mean, like, let's quit the podcast game and get into the bathroom game. I'm just saying now might be our integrate chance. them. We'll integrate them. We'll even put some waterproof speakers mm-hmm. where you can like play a podcast. Be like, play the newest JPP oh, yeah. pod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here yeah. we go. It'll come preloaded with all of our episodes, of course. Clearly. Yeah. You get the best <laughs> preloaded on there. That's and then a we'll selling put, like, point, you, <laughs> you know? Set set shower level to four and queue up the latest JPP pod. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be a good shower tonight, boys. Oh man. I will tell you, it, it, it uh, the shower game the shower game changed back when mom first bought that waterproof radio. LJ, you remember that? Oh we could yeah. listen to music yeah. in the shower. Yeah. Nothing's ever been the same. showers changed for life. Yeah. I was like, yeah. boy, yeah. I can throw on 95.9 and just jam while I'm yep. taking this shower. Yep. Yep. Now, sometimes I take a shower without music just for the novelty of it. I hardly ever. Like, I almost always queue up something to, <laughs> oh, it's to good listen to while time. I'm in the shower. I like to yeah. sing. The shower is a good place to sing. So if you put some music on, you just start That's belting true. out. But then Everybody again, it can be annoying if you if you share a house with someone. It can be annoying having that person. Like, I've had a roommate that was played their music and sang in the shower, especially like when they wake up earlier than you and you just hear them <laughs> singing their little butt off and, and the music's playing all loud. They're, they're over there singing some Usher or something. You're like, God, God, shut God, up. La, la. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, trust me, it doesn't sound near as good out here. <laughs> <laughs> A perfect segue on to the the way we wrap them up every week. Uh, what we're listening to, I'll start over with. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off because I just talked about I queue up some yeah, stuff. Yeah, you never go first. Yeah, I'm going I'm to kick it off. I actually been listening to some old school. I, I don't think I've said this. I know I've said Kanye before, but specifically late registration Kanye. I've been jamming oh, some yeah. good late reg before he before he jumped off the deep. That's end. great. And, like basically, it's it's like. Uh, you know how they have like AD like in BC. It's like B Kim K BK before before the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, that Kanye was was. I think a lot of people have that in their timeline. <laughs> yeah, Tristan Thompson. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of guys uh, that Lamar have Odom, yeah, Lamar maybe? Odom and Chris Humphreys. There's a lot of before the Kardashian hit. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been jamming to. Anyway. Some, some good late Reg with you know with the teddy bear on the. On the album cover, just some yeah. good stuff. Also, shot great album covers too with the teddy bears. I love those back in the yeah. day. Yeah, for sure. LJ, what, what mm. about you? What have you been listening to? Well, can I can I take it a little different route? Can I do a different? You can always take it a little answer? different route. The world yeah. is your oyster. All right. So, okay. Well, so I'm going to change it a little bit because for one, uh, I've been listening to music for shows, and it's been mostly really aggressive rap and metal for like a really weird version of Macbeth we're doing. I'm really excited about it, but. None of that music's going to sound good on our playlist. But the other thing is this is kind of a platform where we get to shout out things that we think are really cool that other people should check out. And if you're a board game nerd, we just got this game called Gloomhaven and we have not stopped playing Say it. Again. It is the coolest board game. I've Gloomhaven, G-L-O-O-M Haven. Okay. It is the coolest board game I've ever played. I mean, now let's be real. You got to be a real board game nerd and you got to have somebody that will consistently play it with you. Because, you know, like the way it's set up, you can play essentially one game for like years. If you do it, it it's it's but years. It's so cool. Yeah. But like you can also break the game in the middle and like play with different people. It is such a neat idea. It's like a kind of nerdy fantasy game. Um, But it is I mean, seriously, it is one of my favorite board games I've ever played. I mean, Glenn if not Haven. my favorite, it's so cool. OK, yeah. it's I mean, it's also expensive right now. Like I'm not saying everybody go out and buy it today, but like if you're a board game nerd, it's worth the money. Oh, is it up. the one you were talking mm-hmm. about? Like the really someone got you 
the a board game and it was supposed yeah, to be like this Christmas really from cool the game. and it the box is 30 pounds and uh hmm. it's fantastic game 30 it's pounds so i love it wow yeah i know yeah we it took its own load to get it out to the car you know we we needed to take our time not hurt our backs well so. color color me intrigued <laughs> i'm definitely intrigued i, I love yeah, it color i love <laughs> a good board game i i can't get enough of them but yeah I know you Pops, do. what about okay. you? What, what what have you been either playing, listening to, you, um, however you want to go with it? Oh, I've been listening to some Rosillo podcast, actually, probably more than anything My lately. But man. I did hear a song the other day that really got me. It was a Ben Harper pen, song. Pineapple, which pineapple I, pen. But, no, I did like I, LJ, and I couldn't find that to put on. You have to I help me LJ's, find because I want the video. Did you? Okay. It's got the video part, too? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think I did get something, but I was busy last week. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, Ben Harper's Diamonds on the Inside. I just I heard that the other day. Oh. It's just one of my all time favorites. Fantastic song. It's a great song. Yeah. So that's uh, that's yeah. that's what really struck me this past week. Great song, great artist. Good, good stuff. You know, nothing better than putting on a a good a good board game with some good tunes behind you. Now, now we're talking. Oh man, little slice yeah. of heaven. That. Well, I'm about to go play some Gloomhaven and listen to some Ben Harper and Kanye. I think it's about what's about to happen. This was so. perfect. And then Dad's about to go check his shower because he thinks he can throw those uh, readers out out the out the window. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that is the first place but, I'm going when I leave here, guaranteed. But but if you can't, put some water repellent on them. Yeah, on them okay. glasses. We'll make okay. it happen. Buy some rain eggs. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully by the next time we're recording this, uh, Maury Davenport will be reinstated by the dumb Alabama High School Association. Yeah. Uh, oh, hope so. Real quick, episode by episode. Yeah, update. real quick. Uh, we're le- we're recording this on Sunday. The next time we get on the the college football ch- or the time people hear this, the college football championship will have been played. Uh, let me get a, let me get a winner and a score for the Alabama Clemson game. I'll start with you, LJ. <laughs> I know you keep up with a ton of college football. Yeah, I, I've watched one game and you were sitting next to me. Um, All right. And then I watched. OK, so but here's what I want to say. Well, do you want to talk about Clemson's quarterback? <laughs> yeah, Clemson's quarterback is the douchiest looking human I have ever seen in my life. I don't know anything about him. He seems like a great guy. He's obviously very talented. I have no reason to dislike him, but he looks like an ass. Like, I just hate <laughs> LJ him. Hated from- him. LJ couldn't stand him. <laughs> Like, wow. I don't know why. I don't know why I got such a strong reaction to his physical look. I don't know what it is. I couldn't even describe it. I know a lot of people that look similar to him in different ways. I don't know. But so with that in mind, Alabama is winning this game. Um, just that's my only reason. And also because they're maybe the greatest college football score? team. Um, let's go with, uh, I don't know, 45 to, to 22. All right. Wow, You're blowing them out! I think the the point yeah. spread's like five and a half right now. After the third touchdown, they realized they needed to go for two. That's how we got to twenty two there. I'm and worried, LJ, that side. you're going to have to see old Trevor Lawrence for a long time because he was like uh, the highest so. rated prospect to ever come out of college football. And he's kind of like well, Andrew Luck was like, they're saying he's perfect. He's like 18 years old or something too, right? Like I, I hate yeah. a child essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't LJ, know what my problem is. Sure. I got a problem. He, he felt bad. Like he was like, I, I kind of feel bad, Kevin. I hate this kid. And he's, he's yeah, younger I, than you. I he's not 18 to. or 19 and I can't stand him. And I have no reason to oh hate him. In four years, he's going to be a Bronco and I'm going to love him. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be a part of the Wii's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He'll be on the Wii team. <laughs> Dad, what, what do you got? What's your score? Well, I'm going to take Alabama. And I think I'm going to have it a little closer. I want to go 35-32, Alabama. That's a little closer. They're on these weird, these weird two scores, 32 and 22. 
Um, I yep. hate. I don't want to go just same same with you guys, but Alabama is really good. But you know what? I'm going to go with old Dabo Sweeney and 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 LJ's favorite quarterback. I think Clemson <laughs> beats them in a high scoring. I'm going to say uh, 38-35. That's what I'm going to go. Who is that? So, uh, who's that? That uh, betting company that's going to lose a lot of money if you're right? Talking Remember about that? my bookie. No, no, not my bookie. There, oh. Who was that company that paid? They already paid out the the winnings on Alabama. Oh, they winning paid, Yeah, they paid the winnings. Oh, um, who do we say? I think was it Fanduel that already paid out winnings. I forget. I who think it was Fanduel. Yeah, paid out So if you're right, Fanduel loses like like tens of thousands A of dollars. Of so, money. Yeah, they they yeah. get screwed. Hundreds of thousands, maybe. So we will see. I, I'm excited to see. Oh, by the way, did you see that? Instead of doing for the international broadcast of the game, guess who's getting to call that? Hey. Joe Tessitore, oh, no. Jason Wynn, and Booger McFarland. Oh, Oh wow! Okay. Instead of so yeah. on ESPN two, instead of showing what they used to show was the coaches' film room, where it was like Mac Brown, and last year it was old Burt Bielema because he was fired, and it's basically yeah. old fire coaches getting to talk about the game like a little coaches' <laughs> film room. And instead of doing that, which a lot of people kind of like, they're going to put on the Monday Night Football crew who uh, doesn't Man. always get the best uh, review. Well, let me just set my VCR for that bad boy. <laughs> I'll have to watch that over and over again. <laughs> Will they have yeah. the Booger Mobile? No, did you see in the playoff game, Booger didn't. They didn't do the Booger Mobile. He was in the booth. You're right, he's in the booth. Then never mind. Yeah. I'm not programming by VCR at all. <laughs> no Booger Mobile, no LJ, and that's it. That's final. <laughs> all right, I think that'll do it for another good week of the JPP. Well, actually, that's just half the week. We're we're finally getting back to our regular schedule program, and we'll come back at you here in a couple of days with a good playoff. But we'll react to more in depth to the wild card weekend and some of the things we couldn't believe in things we were impressed by. And then we'll touch on what we think about. I'm sure we'll talk about the Cowboys going up against the Rams divisional round. We might even I'm mention sure the Broncos who hell who knows. Well, I imagine we might mention the Steelers. We'll see. Oh boy. Well, so yeah, who, we might who knows? Something might break between now and then. I mean, it's, it's only a few days, yeah. but Antonio Brown can make a headline. <laughs> We've learned that. So no doubt. All right. That'll do it guys. I will catch All you right. in a couple days. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Peace.